0: Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so Active Skin Repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body. But I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning, he was like, mom 100,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to Get your own Active Skin Repair. Go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get twenty percent off your order when you use the code Shameless. That's active skin Use the code shameless for twenty percent off your order. Activeskinrepair.com code shameless. Shameless mom Academy, episode two hundred seventy-one. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode two seven one. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. Hello, shameless moms. So today we're talking about something a little big, a little heavy, and we're just going to dive right into it. So how do you raise your son to not be a rapist? If you don't want your son to become a bully or a predator or a rapist, you have a lot more to do than teaching them about kindness and consent. You start as soon as you can, like today, helping them to develop their emotional intelligence. You teach them how to practice empathy and compassion. You teach them how to show emotion and you teach them how to openly express sadness, fear, anger, and disappointment. You teach them this through conversation and through modeling. This means that when your son knocks someone over at the park or on the playground or in the middle of soccer practice, you tell him to go over and ask that person if they're okay and help them get up. It means that when you walk past a panhandler on the street, instead of mumbling that that person needs to go get a job, you say to your son, I wonder if they're cold. Let's go get them some coffee. It means that when your son accidentally hurts someone with their words or their body, you teach them how to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry if I hurt you. It means you make them express gratitude by making the thank you video for grandma or sending the thank you notes to their classmates after their birthday party. It means you teach them how to say, I love you, or you hurt my feelings, or I feel sad, or today was a hard day, or I need a hug, or I'm having really big feelings right now. It means that you teach them how to take deep breaths when they're little and you hold their hand and you take those deep breaths with them even when you're kind of dying for the tantrum to be over. It means that you set consistent limits and you follow through with consequences. You take away the video games or the phone or the Legos or the playdate and you let them sit in that discomfort and then later you talk it out. Later you talk about how that felt emotionally and the power of choice and how the choices we make every day can lead to amazing things or not so amazing consequences. It means that you teach them that they have great power, and with great power comes great responsibility. They have the power to help people and to harm people, and you let them know that they have the powerful opportunity to help women or harm women by virtue of being born male. When you see a boy or a young woman or an old man abusing their power and treating women inappropriately, instead of asking what's wrong with them, You ask, what happened to you? Who hurt you? Who didn't take responsibility for giving you the tools to be an emotionally intelligent, emotionally connected, emotionally capable person? And how can we change that? This episode is supported by a podcast I wanna share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is Can receive 20% off any AquaTrue Purifier when you go to aquatrue.com. That's A Q U A T R U.com and enter the code Shameless at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue Purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use the code Shameless. S H A M E L E S S. AquaTrue.com code Shameless. The bullies and the predators and the rapists became that way because they didn't have the right tools. That doesn't exonerate them by any means. It doesn't take away the pain that they've caused, and it doesn't take away the irreparable damage they've done, but it puts the burden on everyone's shoulders. It's not just about the bullying behavior or the rape. It's about the culture of patriarchy and the parents who have neglected to raise boys who can grow into men who can be emotionally capable and emotionally connected enough to be able to appropriately express their emotions so that they don't have to use their power to hurt other people. Through our teaching and modeling, we can let our boys know how to regulate their emotions, how to express their feelings, how to cry it out, how to tell people when their feelings are hurt, how to say sorry, how to admit their wrongdoings, how to show weakness so that they don't always have to be strong, they don't always have to be loud, and they don't always have to be brave. They will know that it's okay to be quiet and soft and scared and frightened and gentle and still be every bit a man. It's about letting our boys know that when they see someone who has less power than us or might be in pain, we always ask, how can I help you? That we're always looking out for those who might feel powerless, that we're always trying to understand what it might feel like to be hungry or cold or homeless or sick or poor. And we're always asking, how can we help these people who have less than us? And when we see someone in a vulnerable position, we reach out and we say, how can I help you? And we don't start doing this when they're 15 via awkward conversations in the car. We start this by doing it and living it right now. When you walk by a homeless person with your kid at your side, you smile, you make eye contact, you say hi. When you see another child who is not yours fall down at the park, you go over and ask if they're okay and have your kid offer to help them get up. When the radio station is doing a fundraiser at the children's hospital, instead of making the easy, convenient online donation, you take your kid to the hospital and you let him see the children with cancer and their sweet little bald heads. And you talk to him about what it might feel like to be in that hospital away from your friends for months at a time. And you let him put the check in the donation basket. At Christmas time, you take your son to the store and you have him help you buy Christmas toys for kids who are the same ages with the same interests. You actually make your son pick out the gifts he wants for himself to give to someone else. Raising an emotionally intelligent child isn't just about the child. It's about developing your own emotional intelligence and practicing your empathy and compassion in front of your kids every damn day. And after you start developing your child's emotional intelligence, you make sure that you teach them that we don't treat little girls like princesses and damsels in distress. We treat little girls like smart, capable, independent equals. We teach our boys to create space for little girls and then we start teaching them about consent and we tell them that no means no and we tell them that an uncomfortable pause, a lack of eye contact, a hesitation in a girl's breath also means no and body language that demonstrates fear or freezing or any discomfort at all also means no and we teach them that if they do not respect the no, it will hurt the girl or the woman irreparably it could also hurt the boy. It could damage his career. It could ruin his marriage years later. It could ruin his relationships with his children down the road. Recognize that every time you shut down little boy's emotions by telling him he's being a wuss or a sissy, every time you tell him to man up, every time you tell him real men don't cry, every time you make him stuff his own emotions, hide his tears, askew his vulnerability, you stunt his emotional development and decrease his emotional intelligence, and you simultaneously increase his chances of being physically and emotionally aggressive to others, being emotionally unavailable in friendships, and being unable to fully function in intimate relationships later in his life. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and, 6-1 since that matters, and, what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where-are-my-keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where-are-my-kids kind of mom. (laughs) According to the Gottman Institute at the University of Washington, in order to raise emotionally intelligent kids, you do recognize negative emotions as an opportunity to connect. You don't punish, dismiss, or scold your child for being emotional. You do help your child label their emotions. You don't convey judgment or frustration. You do set limits and you problem solve with your child. And you don't underestimate your child's ability to learn and grow when you set limits and help make them problem solve. You teach your sons to turn inward toward their emotions, not away from them. You teach them to politely turn down bids for attention. You teach them to be overwhelmed without freaking out, that they actually do have the power to handle themselves and that they can always reach out and ask for help and let other people know if they need it. You teach them to make repairs and say that they're sorry and admit their mistakes. You teach them to ask for forgiveness and you teach them grace. You teach them to appreciate others out loud by saying thank you, by saying I appreciate you, by saying I love that you are in my life and that you are important to me and that you matter. You teach them that contempt is verboten, it is unacceptable, it is inappropriate, it will not be tolerated, and there is no place for it. And you teach them not to tell mean jokes. You do all this by teaching them and you do all this by modeling it yourself, If you want to not raise a bully or a predator or a rapist, you take responsibility for doing your part in unraveling the patriarchy that has told our little boys to man up, to stop crying like a girl, to never show vulnerability. You show your boys how to cry, how to empathize, how to be compassionate, and how to connect.